0: I'm Maddie
1: and I'm Ryan
0: and this is the Mutant Ages a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men and What is happening with watching? your voice right
1: now you're like I try you know what? every adaptation you know of how the many X-Men times I've said this
0: fucking <laughs> intro like a lot and Maybe I'm just trying to zazz it up. You could have said it. Do you want to say the intro? You say the intro, Ryan. Oh, wait, we're going to start over. All right. So
1: we start, uh, we're just going to quickly start over and be like, hi, I'm Maddie.
0: I'm Ryan. And this is
1: The Mutant Ages, where we watch every adaptation of the X Men ever.
0: I loved that. Did I nail it? I'm supportive of you as your best friend. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the show. These are our
1: life decisions, everyone. Back when we were
0: young. Just to the end the x-men because of this episode just kidding no i don't um this is ryan's favorite episode proteus part one
1: it's not my favorite episode (laughs) but i did okay i really of of the x-men the animated series i really love the two-parter proteus episodes because they're fucking weird and they're kind of spooky but like they are this whole episode revolves around this character who Has a power to... It's not Scarlet Witch. He can't change reality, but he can kind of warp things around him. Mm -hmm. And it just is nightmarish for anyone that's involved with it. And they did a really good job of animating that in this episode. But... uh, I forgot that there's goofy moments because I feel like the content of this episode is really dark. It and is. so they just have to dial it back by Wolverine saying something that's just like ridiculous and rogues be like, shut up, Wolverine. <laughs> like, that's pretty much how this whole episode goes. And it's kind of funny that it's interjected in there, but it's a dark it's some dark shit. And it's a reminder that Moyer McTaggart is also kind of a piece of shit. I mean, so,
0: I guess so, although... The actual storyline that this is inspired by involves Moira being like completely fucked over. So oh no, you're right, you're right. But she's in a, this but she episode. She just seems like a piece of shit. In part because they don't justify her behavior at all. With yeah, like but also of the in the comic books, comics.
1: both her and Xavier do the same shit. Where it's like they have to. They just kind of like manipulate people. But for like Moira, it's for scientific research, which is a much more believable character aspect than xavier who just fucking does it
0: yeah i mean i guess in xavier's case it's kind of like scientific research it's just that like mutant <laughs> powers are involved and i'm sure that's his own justification of the ethics of it is like oh i'm just seeing what will happen but like you're still dealing with test subjects you know what, who that's true have that is awareness. i mean it's still unethical either way but i mean in this case we're talking about a character that's a child so he can't really make that decision for himself yeah
1: yeah and then, okay so i uh, I'm going to do a previously okay. on the X-Men, but it's not going to be from the last episode because it's irrelevant. Right. So we're just going to do some previously of the X-Men on what Moira. the fuck is Moira Island yeah, sure. and Moira. And so back in season one, there was this whole storyline called the cure where rogue was trying to get the cure. And so was angel because he was just too beautiful go? to continue on in life, but it turned out to be apocalypse and mystique, but This was all happening down on Weir Island where Moira McTigret lives and she has a whole fucking science lab there for mutants. And from what I understand, Weir Island is just a habitat, some sort of like country that is only mutants, except for Moira. Moira lives there by herself.
0: It's an island according to this episode. Yeah. I guess off the coast of Scotland.
1: I'm pretty sure they made it up for the X-Men. But we went back to Weir Island later because Morph, when he, he was healing, has gone to Weir Island to heal. When Xavier was having his little like psychic banter with fucking lines around space he went back to moira island where moira just promptly like walked up to him and said this is my fiance, banshee and then it's clear that xavier and moira have a history together uh we don't know what it is we know it's romantic but we don't know if they work together if it was like you know we're that plus romance or mm-hmm. or if Magneto was involved, if it was a three-way, we don't really know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that question isn't answered by this episode, but almost all those other questions are.
1: Oh, and also Moira was helping Xavier trying to get Dark Phoenix out of Jean Grey. Right.
0: Right. So we already know that Moira has a history of helping characters who have had sort of issues. I mean, in the previous episode, which was largely irrelevant, we did see her helping morph in a similar way. So we kind of know that Moira frequently helps fucked up mutants.
1: And experiments on them. We've
0: seen her as being a good influence on them in the past. This episode is turning that on its head. Honestly,
1: Moira's whole thing is that she's... Basically, like the good version of Mr. Sinister. Like that's basically right. it. They're doing the same fucking shit, except Mr. Sinister is way campier and interesting and, and a villain, and is just like speaking in a heavy Scottish accent and like falling down and crying a lot.
0: Also, she's a human.
1: There's that also. So um, so how
0: super villainous can she ever really be? Like she doesn't have like every single mutant power like Mr. Sinister does. No, However, let me tell you in the comic
1: <laughs> books, there was a very famous storyline where the Shadow King took over everyone at Weir Island and immediately everyone, including Boyer became evil is and also. The where,
0: yeah that's exactly what i was gonna yeah. ask is that the storyline where moira wears that absurd leather outfit that yep, is that's like it super sexy <laughs> yeah i know what you're talking about
1: okay i'm glad you know Those it's outfits famous are very
0: funny um you know, you what? know how whenever you get taken over by an evil entity you suddenly start wearing a really sexy outfit we've all been there it's we've
1: all been there i know and honestly respect to the x-men <laughs> universe because whenever anybody gets like becomes a villain or gets self-confidence they just become some sort of like dominatrix and it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman it's kind of start
0: wearing a corset at that point you just get hot and sexy like some problematic trappings with that but whatever the result is basically (laughs) just that teenagers everywhere like us at least just decided to adopt that and be like that's why i'm evil too <laughs> rebellious phases we all have them
1: okay so we're gonna jump into this episode and by the way there's a lot of spooky music in this but again it's like if you pay attention to the musical cues it's like oh this this music is spooky but then it's wolverine be like i'm gonna cut you down to size <laughs> and it's like they just they keep on intro they keep on having logan specifically like have comedy lines in this which is Kind of, like, it a weird choice. Weird,
0: but there's only, like, four or five of them. Like, there aren't that many yeah. comedy lines in the episode, and those are... He is the only one who gets them. Like, everything else That's in true. the episode is pretty serious and, like, sad. Yeah,
1: I know. And even when he's, like, being an asshole in this, like, other characters are like, Logan, stop being an asshole. Just please stop.
0: I did enjoy that. I mean, I... Me too. I, I don't know. I didn't hate that part of the episode. I guess the part of the episode... Well, we can just get to it as we go along, but like a lot of information is crammed into this episode to varying levels of effectiveness, I would say.
1: Okay. I was going to also say that this whole episode is probably like since the cure episode back in season one, I think this is the most on the nose of like gay rights and mm, like, yeah, you know, and uh, also That's um, thing, That's conversion therapy, about it. yeah, yeah. That's there's going to be a lot of that going on here. Yeah. So buckle up, kiddos. We're going for a ride on the blackbird,
0: the goth blackbird with a dark hearted side <laughs> yeah. of it that has to be cured. And also,
1: Archangel's just sitting on the blackbird. <laughs> I
0: wish Archangel was part of this episode. He, <laughs> he would like, right in, but he's not in. Peering there.
1: like a gargoyle. Anyway, yeah, I know. it
0: doesn't start with the blackbird. It actually starts on Weir Island. Um, it does. So bagpipes everyone there's a bunch of bagpipes there's always bagpipes and then there's just a bunch of sort of scene setting shots i think morph is like lying on a bed and we're like okay I don't
1: know. it's like they put him back into a brainwashing machine right it looks like. and then there's
0: like some other scenes and then we see like a bunch of lasers going off and moira and banshee like watching a guy who's inside of a padded broom basically getting hit by a bunch of lasers and lights and This guy is, like, this huge gold, like, Hulk-like figure.
1: The thing, but, like, glowing and radioactive, yeah. And
0: so Moira is, like, screaming at him, It's the only way, Kevin! And then this huge beast figure turns into a little boy who I guess is named Kevin. Or like a
1: teenager, I think.
0: Yeah, you're right. He's. I guess we should specify. He looks like 13 to 16. I mean, it's an animated show. I don't know how old he's actually supposed to be. I think she says later he's 17. Am I wrong? I'm trying to remember. I
1: mean... That's a terrifying thought because in this episode, she like blatantly is like, I've kept this child locked up in my lab for, what, 20 fucking years? I
0: think she says that actually that he's 16 or 17, which by the time they revealed that I was like, really? But then she's like, he's so childlike because I've kept him locked in this room forever. And it's like, I mean, honestly, what what the fuck? I mean, we (laughs) aren't even there yet. But what is he
1: doing down there? Like, does he even have a TV
0: shooting a bunch of lasers at this child, which is like,
1: extreme right she's screaming it's like, like a, it's,
0: it's she's like it's the only way <laughs> and then like
1: she's shooting a laser beam directly into this child's face who's screaming by the way
0: yeah and so then as he turns into a teen boy again she just goes kevin i could see you and then she's like he's so close and it's like close to what like close to being his actual self and then he like dramatically reaches towards the window of the door and then like explodes into this burst of energy blows open the room the wall knocks uh banshee and moira back against like the clutter in the background oh yeah
1: banshee's there
0: yeah I said that at the beginning It's okay though I like totally forgot He's the forgot. one that Moira's Talking to the whole time But he's not helping at all He's just standing there Banshee has no
1: lines By the way Yeah
0: I know Banshee does absolutely Nothing this episode Which like that's fine His job is to look pretty For Moira I guess Like where the
1: fuck Is he later on in the episode When everything's going to shit Did well, you just like stay Well he passes stay... out
0: Because of what happens In this next scene So like Kevin Forever? walks out Yeah for the entire Rest of the episode Remember Ryan did you even watch this
1: I did I just like <laughs> forgot that It's like I forgot that Banshee she was in the episode because he's no longer in any scenes after this so i just well, assume he died he
0: passes out because of something that's about to happen which is that kevin walks out and he looks normal at first and then he explodes again and starts screaming what's happening and then moira's like the therapy's working we'll start which it again. is not and, by the way and kevin goes no let me see what's outside these walls and then he inhabits Banshee, which is something that he we now realize he has the power to do. And so, yeah, he can that's basically possess
1: people. Signified
0: by Banshee's eyes lighting up, and then Moira sort of goes to Banshee and, and says to him, "Please, Kevin, let Banshee go." And we're like, "Oh, okay." So like Kevin's inhabiting Banshee here, and Kevin just goes, "Why?" And Moira goes, <laughs> "You might hurt him. Let's go to the other chamber." And then Kevin leaves Banshee's body and. Becomes the beast again, and then we see the screen swirling around a lot, and we don't know what that means yet. But what it actually right. means is that he's manipulating the room around them.
1: Yeah, he could basically warp reality, not reality, not I don't reality, feel it's but not... like he
0: can warp actual physical surroundings that are in yeah. his immediate vicinity. Basically, right. he doesn't have Which powers kind of that terrifying are terrifying like idea as large scale as as a Scarlet Witch, but he's still got pretty significant powers.
1: He was designed to be one of the more powerful X-Men villains Mm -hmm. in the comic books, but they kind of like got rid of him because he was a little too powerful. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like Scarlet Witch, you know how she loses control of her powers. She's just losing Mm self-control. She's got these powers, but she's not totally in control. But we have this character who basically like can do whatever the fuck he wants. Like, you know, it's like kind of like how Apocalypse is a boring villain because he just do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't, but see, like, then there's Mr. Sinister who also does the same thing, but he's really interesting.
0: <laughs> well, the reason he's interesting is because he doesn't just do whatever the fuck he wants. He has really specific goals. Like, I think a villain with really specific goals is just always going to be more interesting. But we've talked about that yeah, a million times on both, the show. Both
1: Proteus and Apocalypse are like, we'll just kill everyone. Well, and Mr. Sinister's like, I kind of want to toy with them because it's funny.
0: I think what's interesting about Proteus, at least in this episode, and per Perhaps in the comics, I don't know, is just the fact that he's a child and that there's so much he doesn't know. And that's sort of inherently scary. Like, this is a classic horror movie premise where it's kind of like, I don't know, the demon seed or whatever, like a child who has these intense powers and you can't control them, but you love them. And that's the premise that we're looking at here. And it's a classic. And, you know, it's effective here as it is anywhere. So anyway, we go to the X mansion. Moira's calling Xavier and, and it's just like
1: Moira screaming. It's like a really
0: brief scene where it's just Moira screaming of funny, honestly. and honestly. Just being like, Charles! Charles! And then Xavier starts screaming at the other x and He's like, we have to go! And everyone's like, okay. Like, Jesus.
1: <laughs> They're like, what's even <laughs> happening? Yeah. So he sends Rogue Wolverine Beast. Okay, I wrote Rogue Wolverine Beast to Wolverine, but Wolverine's not there twice, so do not worry about that.
0: I think Xavier that's just my also goes fantasy. with them. They all are on the Blackbird together. Oh yeah, that's right. So Xavier's rogue there. Rogue and is turning to everybody else on the Blackbird and describing what they just saw Moira in Moira's message, and she's like, "It looks like she just saw a ghost." And Logan's like, "So we go stop a ghost then?" Which is like the stupidest. <laughs> I don't even know why he says that. i am tell you,
1: Logan just saying shit in it's this episode. Really
0: funny. He's so he does not give a fuck about anything that's happening in the entire episode, and it's he does not. Refreshing. And I think
1: I think they just need somebody to make jokes, which would normally be Jubilee's thing. And yeah, I don't. Okay, so here's two things. Jubilee's not in this episode again. I still which no is for it. No, but it's also like a either this is just a wildly dangerous situation for a kid, or they just were like it would be too easy to resolve this because jubilee could be like i'm a kid too i get it well but, you know? but also
0: cyclops isn't there like there's a there's a lot of people missing like rogue and gambit i guess are just on <laughs> vacation somewhere but Wait, like storm I just and cyclops jean was are even just in the not, show. i mean jean's dead you know what i refuse to acknowledge <laughs> jean anymore she should be dead she may as well be dead but jean oh and cyclops and storm are mia and yeah. rogue and gambit i guess are on vacation question mark no rogue's here or no, you're right. Rogue is here. So then I don't know where the fuck Gambit is.
1: Maybe Gambit's teaching Jubilee how to like fucking rob shit. There's and Gina not even a Cyclops. canonical
0: explanation in the show No, and where and where the and Jean and Scott
1: are just trying to fuck, but they just can't quite do it. So it's just really awkward. It's
0: just funny. Like usually in the it episodes, is. they come up with some throwaway line. It's like, oh, the other X-Men are doing something else. But in this episode, they've just they're just like, we don't care. Anyway, Charles turns to Logan and he goes, it is a big deal, Logan. I've known Moira 20 years and I've never heard her like that. And then okay, so now we, we get to see, see watch the a flashback. Years. Okay. <laughs> the full 20 years is Wait, show. hold
1: on. All of this is fucking craziness because that's a flashback to Xavier pretending to be straight with Moira okay. and he's like
0: That is also what I wrote down. Okay. like <laughs> this part he seems so gay here. Like am I crazy? Like he No, he's extra he gay here. He proposes to Moira, but like Moira like looks at the ring and she I mean, what do you think she
1: dumps him? <laughs>
0: she <literally laughs> she's like, like, "Oh, you're <laughs> fucking and gay." She's like uh, like she says something weird, like really? Like she like questions it immediately, and then Charles goes, "Do you see any other beautiful women around here?" Which is like the gayest shit I've ever heard. Where it's like, it "Do really you see is. any other women around here?" Because I'm attracted to women like you, <laughs> which is why <laughs> I'm proposing. And
1: before like, and more is like, "I've never met you before. Who <laughs> are you?" Is, like
0: we both know you're gay. I don't know why I'm accepting this proposal, oh, but my I guess God. I am.
1: Wait. And so also it's during one of the wars. I don't know which one. Yeah, uh, I, I Vietnam. Don't,
0: I, well, no, I feel like timing-wise, Vietnam is too recent, though.
1: Maybe I don't know. You might be right. It would have been like.
0: I guess it uh, could be know. the Korean War. That's like the only one oh, timing-wise that's in wait. I think those that is two? what it
1: is can we talk about this scene yeah. where he's at war and fucking war is like petty enough to send oh like Xavier a Lander with okay. the ring in it Which is and crazy. she's like she's just like so, you know what Xavier while you were gone I fell in love with somebody else I'm just like you know I know you're gay goodbye here's your ring back and, and Xavier's like
0: <laughs> No! It's like okay, a really but, sad and mean. Like, what a way to break <laughs> up with someone. Like, she's like, not only I'm do I not you, want to marry you, Myra's I am to marry someone like, else. Like,
1: it's low. like, how, low, how long was he gone? Okay, also, if long. it was during the war, it's clearly when he was fucking Magneto, which is the other flashback we got in, like, episode two yeah, or three or whatever. Magnus
0: isn't, like, shown in this flashback. It'd be funny if, if, be like, funny if he if was ben, just in the background, like, lying in the on the bed. bed also. Yeah. <laughs> so he's secretly okay. there. He's just, Out of frame. Anyway, then we see another flash, slightly forward to Charles in wheelchair. This is
1: so confusing to anyone that doesn't know that there's another redhead that he fell in love with.
0: I know. So (laughs) well, it's not that confusing. I mean, I I sort of was like, yeah, okay, they don't need to introduce this as a character, but it's like just another his other rebound relationship is this hot nurse. Oh,
1: she's. I think she comes up in like not the next episode, but the one where they go to asteroid M. I think she's there.
0: Okay And well, Xavier's
1: like Here's my other ex Everyone's like okay. What the hell Logan Yeah I mean Logan Xavier You know what Close enough And
0: so she is Helping him learn How to walk again And is a nurse Okay and... We don't know What
1: happened to him He just can't yeah. walk Okay But
0: so, then he but then does, he learn, how does learn how to walk <laughs> again does Learn how to walk So then it's like This isn't how he lost The use of his legs This is just A different time He was in the wheelchair
1: And then And then apparently She like was there When Xavier Started recruiting the X-Men And like She had the He had the okay. original five but
0: before that flashback, we see a flashback to a judge stamping a bunch of divorce papers while Moira stands there, and then her new husband, now ex-husband Joe, dramatically walks away. So, like, this is oh, yeah, such that's right. a long series of flashbacks, by the way. This is like five full minutes of scenes with no dialogue. <laughs> They're just showing us images that are like, okay, Xavier and Moira, they got engaged. Then Xavier went to war. Moira broke up with him via a weird letter. <laughs> then... Xavier came back from war Was in a wheelchair But only for like two seconds And not the main wheelchair He's gonna be in later Different wheelchair He learns There's how also to There's also another again. redhead here He fucks a different lady We're still supposed to Think he's straight Moira gets divorced Then Xavier founds the X-Men Now he's also in a wheelchair again I guess I don't know And then the redhead nurse is like I, I can't do this anymore Bye She I- was
1: like I'm not training vigilantes And also I want to point out That Warren is there Even though in season one They were like Who's Warren Worthington? I know.
0: I know. It and I was like, like, okay. Also, isn't Beast there, but he's like in his old costume and stuff? Well, yeah.
1: No, he's just not Beast yeah, yet. He's, he's just like looking human like beast. his old,
0: old self. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. Matter. So, wait. Anyway, but the flashbacks are over. I don't think they do that on this show. Like, does it, on no, this show, right. doesn't Beast, it doesn't matter. It really no, doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it
1: doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. Okay. So, but then we're not even done because then the flashbacks decide to go back to like the Dark Phoenix saga. I
0: know, which is a scene we have seen before. We just watch it again. Yeah.
1: So Xavier comes out and Mara is like, this is my fiance. It's like these two, Xavier and are apparently just getting like, hitched left and right know, and it's, like,
0: now it's all the funnier that xavier shows up at that point and moira's like guess what i'm marrying somebody else and it's like oh my god Moira, you keep fucking doing this like every five seconds okay i know
1: but also this scene is different because in the dark phoenix saga xavier went to his room and was attacked by like five different villains which moira and banshee didn't notice but according to this he was just sadly looking out the window at banshee and moira making out
0: well i think he was doing that at the first because I do I don't remember know. that same scene where Moira and Banshee because don't you remember me making fun of it where Moira and Banshee have the same conversation outside and I was like meanwhile like huge noises are coming from Xavier's room and Moira and Banshee just can't hear it like I do remember me talking about that at the time and Moira and Banshee were having the same conversation which we see again in this episode where Banshee's like does he not still love you Moira and Moira's like I don't think so but he needs me sometimes I think I'm the only friend he has and like I remember that line because I was still like, true you really fucking are moira you really <laughs> okay wait so are.
1: we're going to we go into like the lab or whatever and moira's it's all blown up and moira shows charles and everybody in this video kevin like going nuts, and beast literally just goes what is happening here <laughs> <laughs>
0: and i laughed really hard at that that's really hard at that too. because it's like genuinely what is happening it's <laughs> just like
1: what the actual fuck <laughs> like that's i have so many questions like, beast like, is just like Beast Be- isn't like, even he's quoting this, He's like, so confused that Beast isn't like, quoting poetry He's just like I have so many questions Like genuinely what? can
0: anyone tell me what the fuck is going on <laughs> And then Moira just goes He's possessing Banshee's body And that's all she says She doesn't And then any also, any also she, no, she's, she's she's like
1: He's possessing Banshee's body Also he can warp all reality in the war room around him And Beast is like What? <laughs>
0: like i'm sorry you just straight up didn't tell us that you've been keeping a teenager in a room here for like 17 years and he can warp reality and also like i don't know possess people and do okay, like but see, you know what's
1: really funny is that apparently like for a long time i got um legion and proteus confused i thought well, they were the same similar. fucking character because like fucking moira and xavier were fucking so i was like i just figured it was our kid but it just turns out xavier and moira both had these psychopath children like yeah. separately what like, the hell all,
0: both with psychic powers both like damaging and like a million others. other yeah, yeah, reality yeah. they're very altering bullshit. ideas yeah anyway they're not actually related except in the sense that moira and charles dated but they're not biologically related they're only well, you know, thematically related
1: maybe xavier and moira are related i don't even know i hope um, not um so logan then goes so what if you could turn things upside down he looks like he can't even shave. And it was like, Logan, neither can you though. <laughs>
0: It took me a really long time to understand why he was even saying that. And eventually, I I was like, oh, he's saying that because the kid is young, he's going to be able to easily defeat him. But like, that's a stupid statement because this kid is like ridiculously powerful. And Logan's like, well, I can't even shave yet. So how hard could the fight possibly be? And it's like, Logan, you fucking dumbass. Like, I know, seriously. (laughs) Anyway, it's really funny. And then Xavier goes, Beast, take Rogue and Wolverine and the Blackbird and see if you can track him. Weir Island is not that large. And then Moira's like, also, he's scared. And like, they're like, (laughs) And so as they're walking away, Xavier... I
1: love this conversation right here. It's so good.
0: Logan goes, Xavier's kind of out to lunch. And Rogue goes, they were engaged, Mr. Sensitive. And Logan goes... And Logan just goes, "So?" so... The Rogue
1: fucking calls that shit right out She's like when
0: the love of your life is in trouble You see how you handle it Which is hilarious for like 12 reasons Not least (laughs) of which That that has happened on this show 60 times And each time Logan has lost his mind And been a huge asshole to everyone Around him Like repeatedly So he doesn't respond to that which is like He fucking shouldn't say anything back to that Because there's nothing to say And he's like an idiot It's just
1: kind of like oh shit shots fired I fucking love it It's
0: great. It's fun. Um, and so then back with Charles and Moira, Charles is Moira's crying out the fucking window. Her. I know. And Moira hugs him and she's like, Thank you, Charles. You were always so good to me. I miss you. And then Charles, like, smiles and frowns. Okay, isn't it the, okay wait, wait, is, wait, wait. Isn't it the
1: creepiest it fucking face he makes when he goes to hug her? It and he's is, like, Yeah, heh, heh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm supposed to be sad. It's, yeah, it's he, like, like what?
0: smirks because he's like, I get to hug you. I <laughs> get to touch
1: Moira. It's and disgusting. it's like, Oh, my God, this is weird. And then he
0: starts, like, frowning and pulls away from her and then he goes what do you hear from joe nowadays and then moira's like joe's a big time politician now doing quite well without me and then oh, she, she like, like
1: turns that around too she was like <laughs> and she's like and then she's like <laughs> oh joe's doing really great and we're like whoa what? moira what? And so she
0: like has a vhs tape of his old campaign speeches which is yeah. like a really weird because His campaign speech is, what Scotland has lost is its dedication of family values. As Secretary of State, I will bring Scotland back to the values that made it great. And I was like, it's literally make Scotland great again. Like, that's I know, I thought that too, but it was
1: 20 years ago. I
0: know, but I mean, it's like a classic conservative phrase to be like, we've gotten away from some mystical past that is supposedly better. And it's like, we get the sense that this guy is like some kind of conservative dipshit. I mean, family values is... That's like a catchphrase that's like against gay people always. So we are getting like some hints of the themes of this episode. And also I
1: want to point out that what Moira is doing is that he's she was trying to I don't know if it's revealed late or not, but I I think it was in the first scene. She was trying to make it so like she could reduce his mutant powers and like hide them, basically. And she's like, you can go out in the world once when you're like hide this part of yourself, which is kind of like just basically be like. I'm going to like convert you so you don't, you aren't gay anymore and then you can go out in the world. Like, cause yeah. it's too dangerous. She says something like, it's too dangerous for you out there like this. So, like, it's, I'm just gonna convert you into a straight person. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, also though Kevin is really dangerous, so that does add like a different weird uh, layer this, to it. This happens like, all the time, though. Why is he so dangerous? Is it because he's been so overprotected? And like, if he had been treated more like a normal kid and like say gone to Xavier's school, like would he be more accepting would it be any of different? himself too? And like, would he be I able mean, to use his again, powers? Again,
1: this is why I feel like Jubilee is not in this episode because I think Jubilee is the person or character who would show up and be like, "Hey, dude." let's talk
0: yeah and like talk to the teen boy and be like yeah hey like let's have a conversation i mean that would have been really interesting but they don't do that i would
1: i know i would love that but it wouldn't be interesting for this kind of show it's like a children's cartoon you know
0: i mean i don't know i i would have liked it but you I love mean, this episode right. so you refuse to admit that there's any other way to do it I, I i don't know i don't hate it i i also haven't seen part two yet so i don't remember what happens or anything but Anyway, I we'll just see. like it because it's
1: spooky and like weird, it's you know, definitely like
0: spooky. It's... And if Jubilee were there, it would be a lot more like feel good family show and less. Spooky. Yeah, I
1: agree. So anyway, do you remember back in the other episodes that the cure episodes on Weir Island? There's like that gay bar that we made fun of. And avalanche and Pyro definitely on a date there. I mean, of and course, like,
0: I remember. Yeah. Hopefully. So, the listeners remember. OK,
1: so Kevin goes to that bar. Where of that bar is and he possesses a sailor and goes inside and it's just like a bunch of dudes dress like sailors but like this is like the 90s so sailors don't dress like this so it's just plainly a gay do, club
0: but it doesn't matter not, not I like this this is this seems to me like a gay club because there's also a bunch of mutants who yeah, look are very like, mutated like there's like yes. dinosaurs and like lizard guys and they're and they're very colorfully drawn like that's yeah. not it's not just the sailor iconography although obviously that's like Home for any number of reasons, but I would say like the bright colors and just the aesthetic of the club and the look of it is very like look at these fun freaks and like yeah. oh things are crazy here. Like I do feel like that is the vibe we're supposed to get from this scene.
1: I i agree too. And it's like it's it very much is a gay club vibe. Like yeah. I feel like and
0: so Kevin's line in this is I've read about places like this. All these people, these smells, the sounds, what do I do first? And so he's like, Which again, a club. weird
1: gay metaphor, you yeah, know? But it's also,
0: Like him discovering his mutant identity In this moment and just the idea Of leaving the house at all like it There's a lot to it so And then Moira we go back to Moira and she Explains all this fucking shit She's been doing she goes He's been isolated in my hospital all his life. He knows nothing of the outside world. He's seventeen, but so immature. There are times he acts like a child. He communicates through his telepathy.
1: And Xavier's like telepathy? Let me jump right in. Yep,
0: that's exactly what he does. And that's so pretty what he does he without does anyone's that. permission, I just and it's and a like, terrible idea. By the it way, it is.
1: And like fucking Proteus are so Proteus. Well, that's his name. Yeah, so his Kevin's older name, Kevin name is Proteus. Slash
0: Proteus, yeah.
1: So so Kevin is like who the fuck is this get the fuck out of my head and he gets so pissed he starts blowing shit up and then somehow xavier blows up also i don't know yeah. he just like flies across the room and like falls off his chair and more is like charles <laughs> and we're like okay
0: yeah and so then meanwhile kevin finds another random dude on the street to inhabit and so this is okay so this is
1: a weird other sort of metaphor It's so like finding men on the street yeah. like there's like that i think that's why I like the episode is that there's the metaphors are so fucking so intense.
0: And it's so it really like, is. oh, this teenage boy, like he's out on the town for the first time. He's hooking up with random men and getting I don't into know. trouble. I don't,
1: I'm not saying I like that part, but I'm saying like, it's just like there's a lot of heavy hitting metaphors in this episode that just like there always are in the x-men but this one is just like boom 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 it just keeps on hitting you and it's also spooky so like i like the halloweeny shit so whatever
0: yeah definitely i mean i still feel like it has an overall negative connotation because it's like I oh, agree. like being gay is dangerous and scary and like he's out here like spreading his disease to everyone like there's there's yeah. that vibe to it but like i don't know it's interesting <laughs> i don't wait
1: Hold on, what? I just saw that I just saw the next note. All it says Xavier moaning sexually.
0: I think it's actually Banshee who's groaning sexually in this scene. Oh. Because Banshee's still passed out. I don't know. I guess apparently if Kevin possesses you, you just end up passing out for like ever. And so Banshee is like just like life. lying there groaning on a cot and Beast just calls him and or no, Beast calls Xavier from somewhere else and Beast has discovered the guy who kevin possessed before the sailor and they just found him and they're like we found this worker and he's severely weakened but he's otherwise unhurt not unlike banshee which like is a really funny line because if you're severely weakened you are hurt like you're not otherwise unhurt they're completely weakened and they can't wake up and beast is like otherwise he's fine and it's like okay dude like i don't even know but then uh basically this is how the characters understand that kevin is just going around possessing different people so moira is like you know what if kevin possesses somebody else and then he like gets off the island onto the mainland there's no telling the harm he could do and then we see a montage of kevin doing exactly that like possessing somebody else getting onto a boat and the boat is like pulling up onto the shore of presumably the mainland and then kevin goes off and runs into an alley Then there's this other scene. This confused me at first, but this is actually a different teenage boy. Like at first I thought it was Kevin, which I don't know if that's intentional. I think it might be a little bit because the other teenage boy looks a lot like Kevin. And it sort of is like mimicking the structure of this episode where like he's also on the run and we don't know why and he seems to be in trouble for reasons that are never revealed. And so like he's running from these two random bullies who are trying to beat the shit out of him.
1: So like, again, like... You're gay. We're gonna right, beat the shit out of you. Right, he's like
0: the smaller boy, and there's these two yeah. big guys. It's very like masculinity in action. But we don't know the full story of this. But like that's how I, I don't know why. It.
1: Why are they here on Weir Island? Is my or is he off the well, island now? Well, they're
0: now. on Scott in Scotland. I guess. Okay, you're right. Okay,
1: never mind. I was like Weir Island's like a safe haven, whatever. So or
0: like is this kid a mutant? We never find out. But I think he's just a human. I don't know. So anyway, he's about to get the shit beat out of him, and then Kevin shows up as Proteus, like in his full Hulk form, and is like. Leave him alone and turns the two Bullies he, like walks through
1: a fucking wall he does, By the way yeah
0: and he turns the bullies into Scarecrows which is like terrifying
1: And the- it is okay so this is like When it's shit's getting weird because he can Like start fucking with people's like bodies and shit Yeah,
0: and like they he doesn't fully turn them to scarecrows which would be really fucked up but he just like covers them in straw and they like are able to take it off but they're really freaked out and they try to run away and he tries to like have their feet sink into the cement but they still manage to get away somehow
1: yeah yeah okay so then wait there's this whole this whole next scene is like also fucking dark yeah because like First of all, Kevin like is talking to this kid. The kid's like freaking out. So he possesses the the kid, kid, right? Yeah. And then and Kevin's like trying to search his memories because that's something he could do with his psychic powers. He's like, I don't understand why they want to hurt him. Like, I don't understand. Like, why would I've never left my house before? Why would they want to hurt a gay person or a mutant? I don't understand. He
0: never actually finds out the answer to that, or at least no. And then and and then this kid's
1: dad comes out, and he's like, he doesn't realize he's possessed, and he's like, Oh my god, I'm so worried. I love you. And then Kevin's like like what the fuck yeah like
0: kevin is like this man wants to protect him he loves him and then he starts crying and he's like this is his father but it's not my father
1: and then he's like, oh, where's my father? And then suddenly, like, he comes out of the dude. And he's like, I was trying to help him. And the dad's like, what the fuck is happening? Like, you know, and he's like, get away from him. So it's and really
0: like, calls him a monster. I know.
1: It's like, I'm just trying to help him. And then he's, this dad's screaming, help, help. And a bunch of dudes with, like, sticks appear. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they start, like, trying to beat up Proteus. And then Proteus makes himself super big and, like, rampages And he, like, stomps through the town like King a kaiju Kong monster. He's, he's just, like,
1: Godzilla. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then the X-Men and the X-Jet, like, immediately see Okay, there's, like, 20
1: shots of, like, just the Blackbird. Yeah. Not necessary, but that's the thing that's happening. And Logan's,
0: like, sounds like we found our boy. I know. Meanwhile, Moira's, like, what have I allowed to happen? And then Charles is, like, wait, guys, can you just quickly come back in the x-jet and pick us up which like why?
1: <laughs> yeah why? i don't know i mean like what's xavier gonna fucking do i don't
0: know but they make the x-jet leave even though scotland is like in the process of being destroyed by a child they're like can you just come back and get us really quick wait
1: but it's like really great because there's like that shot of logan and rogue just looking out the window and they see like the buildings turning into a physical flood with people screaming and flooding out of it and like the fucking lampposts are like growing and huge, like and there's, there's cars like light. yeah, yeah. there's cars like swirling around in the air. And Logan says like, Logan and Rogan just kind of exchange that look. They're like, "What? Is that? What are we even doing?" <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, they go back and pick up Xavier, and so then Proteus goes through the wall into this like random apartment and just sits at a couch, and yeah. it's like. Weird. It, it, I don't it know. is weird. I like this weird shot of him just like sitting in someone else's home, like being Look, like. I, I think why again. I this?
1: this episode is weird, and that's why I like it. it's just like very strange, yeah, right? It's, it's like a very weird. weird it's kind of like
0: the live action Legion TV show in some ways, where there's like all these trippy visuals and like a characters like discovering who they really are. It has that a very similar. And feel it's like what's
1: that. real and what isn't, right. and it's like you don't even know. It's um,
0: cool. Um, So then Charles and Moira get into the X-Jet, which has come back to pick them up, and Beast goes to Moira, if I may ask, how do you propose that we persuade Proteus to return with us? And Moira's just like, I don't know, because she has (laughs) no fucking ideas. (laughs) And so then Charles does the same shit he's already been doing that hasn't been working, where he telepathically connects to Proteus. Oh my god, can he stop? Once again, makes the situation worse. Proteus is like who are Xavier you has
1: these powers that are not useful to anyone it just makes every situation he a thousand times makes worse
0: people like have a panic attack when he connects into their mind because like <laughs> no one wants him there and everyone's always nobody like, wants you in okay
1: Xavier, nobody invites you in our brains today like thanks but yeah. no thanks so goodbye Proteus
0: says who are you i'm not harming anyone people are trying to harm me please leave me alone and then Proteus picks up the tv which then suddenly has charles's face on it because i don't know because it's like what is reality and then he throws it and then charles yeah. passes out in real life and moira hugs him and is like oh, no he just no. dies and it's
1: like thank god he's no longer here anymore
0: i know it's great and so then beast like motions rogue and wolverine over and is like the whole town is falling apart so like maybe we should fucking yeah, do like,
1: something what do we even do and like <laughs> wait 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 so then i love it that have, like beast rogue and wolverine watch as like The warp city just returns to normal, like nothing happened, and people are like half in the cement and on the ground and and on top of of telephone poles
0: of like telephone poles. Yeah, it's crazy. I know, and like
1: like the beast, Rogue, and Wolverine are just like, what the fuck is happening? Like like. I mean, what are they going to even do? Like, they don't, don't, they're they watching this crazy, like, trippy shit happen in front of them. don't know
0: what to do for the rest of the episode. I don't remember what happens in part two, but it'll be interesting to see how they solve this shit. So Kevin inhabits another random guy who's in a truck. A truck driver, which is important to And he's like, great, now to he can go anywhere. And then he's, like, about to turn the key in the ignition. But then he sees Charles Xavier and the rest of the X-Men, like, entering the town. And yeah. Logan walks up towards the truck and is talking to the dad of the kid from before who happens to be standing nearby and Logan is like, soccer match get out of hand and the dad is like a monster did this a mutant for sure and proteus is just sitting there in the truck like overhearing this conversation and he's looking at charles and he's like why does he move about in a chair is he somebody special and he like walks up to charles but still and, like, you
1: think moira would have like told him anything about the world no, like anything like literally nothing. anything he doesn't
0: know about disabled people he doesn't know about chairs he knows jack shit so he walks up to charles and he tries to like reach for him and then rogue grabs him and is like what the fuck are you doing
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> and then he try he doesn't like fully inhabit rogue i think he like i don't tries think he can, to, can and then he like because like of his it. her powers yeah, right because like i guess it's interesting there's a bunch of like really trippy animations when they're fighting each other that look very cool and then he runs away because he can't inhabit her and he makes a street light and Rogue's shoot like beams on at the people. ground yeah. by the way yeah and
1: Logan's like, you got to be careful picking dancing partners, darling. The young ones will wear you out, which is like basically Logan saying, when I fuck young dudes, I like can't keep up, but whatever. <laughs> and
0: it's also him being like, that's why it's good to fuck me because I'm a thousand years old. And Rogan's like, why are we talking? <laughs> I
1: am so this experienced. Right I don't know. Now?
0: And then she's like, <laughs> no. he's searching for someone, a man, an important man to him. And Moira's and...
1: like, I have no idea. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. he's awake
0: again. And he's like, Moira, can you tell us literally infor- any information about this child? Like, who is he? Who's the man that he's looking for? And Moira's like, I don't know. Gotta go. <laughs> I, I know, but
1: also that it just starts raining. Yeah. like and It's like a shot of Moira crying in the rain.
0: Yeah, because I I mean, I guess the implication is like Kevin's making it rain now. I don't know. Whatever. I
1: don't know. I think it just was like fucking Ireland and it rains there. Whatever. Yeah, Scotland. You're, you're Scotland. Right. It Jesus does rain Christ. a lot.
0: It does rain a lot there. So then Beast is looking at a map of Proteus. Don't know trajectory. how this works. Don't By the way, they he's like, that, but they have
1: he's it. just like, <laughs> He's like this is where he's going. It was like I like, don't oh, okay, what? Sure.
0: <laughs> and Xavier's like we have to find a way to reason with him and Logan pops and his Lucas claws and says like we should like- kill him. <laughs> It's, yeah. like, it's time for some tough love and then moira's like i gotta call the lab and like runs it's like away. I, like for
1: some that everyone buys that but we all know that banshee's like dead right now so I who's know. she calling well
0: she's calling joe her ex well we know that and i think they're all
1: in the same room with her so know, it's like they could like like, still hear
0: talking on the phone and being like hey joe i wouldn't have called but you're in danger kevin's out and joe goes and then
1: Joe's like Kevin? what the fuck Keep that shit away from me.
0: You know the elections this week. I can't have this kind of thing coming out now. I worked 16 years to get this chance. What do you expect me to do?
1: I know it's like, oh, I can't be my, I can't, my election can't get like wavered because I have a mutant son or like, I can't let my election numbers go down because they found out that I have a gay child. It's like, and
0: also like. I don't know I mean I know the comic book explanation but according to this show I'm like were they supposed to have had a kid while they were still married and then I don't
1: I mean I don't know I mean really because weird. there's no way in the cartoon they would have done in the comic books which involves we can, Moira t- getting, we can talk
0: about that later but yeah, yeah it's it's basically like Joe abused her and so this is a product of rape as opposed to what this is which is, which just is like still a dark divorce. story
1: to like do into a cartoon I mean I feel I like know.
0: even in this depiction they are depicting Joe as being abusive at the the very least emotionally abusive to moira like in this conversation he is being like super fucked up to her because she's like you could talk to the boy that's all he wants and Jerry's oh yeah like, that's right he does even after what i did to him okay moira but after the election and then he hangs up on her which is like a fucked up thing to say across multiple levels also like
1: what the fuck does that even mean
0: we don't know and i mean i think it's kind of like that kids show thing where they're not gonna say everything that happened but they're kind of i don't know allowing i don't recall imagine. them
1: even doing it in part two I, well, maybe I they doubt do
0: because, like, a few times on this show, they've spelled out like, "Oh, mutants with abusive parents," and they've kind of shown that a couple times. So, like, yeah. I think this is another scenario of that. But I don't know how much they're going to spell it out. But I feel like they're definitely implying something along those lines. And like, I feel like by this point, I was like, I guess it's obvious that it's Moira's kid, but they haven't actually said that within the episode yet. So I right. don't know. It's just obvious because I remembered that it was, but they haven't said that yet. Anyway, Xavier asked For a report from the X-Men who apparently have split Up all over Scotland to look for Kevin and oh like, my god Each of them is like he's not here He's also not here nor is he Here and like it's, it's like, like guys phone thanks, calls thanks. From all the X-Men who are all over but he doesn't, Scotland. doesn't he
1: like walk out or Something and Moira's like
0: I hear Kevin <laughs> yeah. and It's like and so like Xavier Turns to Moira and he's like this can't go on What haven't you told me about this mutant And then all of a sudden Proteus is fucking Outside immediately before he's just Moira like fucking- there. And, so, and Moira just runs off the Blackburn and is like, Kevin, please, you've got to come back with me. And Kevin, okay, but see,
1: there's there's like a dark line here though, where like fucking okay, Kevin's like, yeah, why'd you make me deny m- these feelings, yes. mom? And it's like, it's that's that's when I was like, okay, this is this has to be like a gay thing because it's like I already felt that way for this whole episode so far, but now it's like him running out to Moira and be like,
0: why would you make me deny who I am and everything? Yeah,
1: yeah, like why won't you let me feel these feelings? And it was like,
0: what? Yeah, and Moira's response to that is but people will be frightened of you they'll try to hurt you yeah again i know and then xavier comes out of the plane and he's like she's right son and then kevin's like i'm not your son i told you stay out of my mind and say you're is, not my dad dad <laughs> whatever <laughs> it's a cyclops dad, all over again actually. i know and xavier goes talk to me who are you looking for and kevin says his father and then is like moira keeps him away and like motions moira and then like elevates moira off the ground in concrete, and Xavier's like, "Stop!" Okay.
1: I know, and this is the. St- it's like, and Wolverine's is like, "Time to kill this kid." And Warren just is like, "But
0: he's my, my son.
1: son!" Which then immediately runs like, "Okay, this lady locked her son in the basement for seventeen years. Like, what okay, is going on?" Okay,
0: explanation makes no sense. I listened to it like three times because I was like, "There must be a line missing here." Okay, but
1: also there's like a no- there's a thing here where like, Xavier's like shocked, and I'm like, Xavier, you fuck- Pry everybody's minds all the time How could you not this one situation I, mean, that, I
0: guess is why he's so shocked because he, He's like why didn't you tell me and also Like why didn't I figure this out
1: I know. And <laughs> Xavier's Moira's like oh goes, yeah Psychic powers Moira
0: goes you're the one Person I couldn't tell when I left you To marry Joe McTaggart and I had his Child how could I that's the Entire line I feel like there's a sentence missing there where I'm like, (laughs) okay, but Moira, you told him that you left him to marry Joe. Why would it also be bad if you were pregnant? Like, is that why you married Joe? Is that what you're saying? Like, I don't, I feel like she should have said something like that, but maybe because it was a kid's show, they couldn't say something like, oh, I had sex out of marriage. And like, that's why we had to get married. Like I was trying to figure out what the in-canon in this show explanation I, was okay so it?
1: honestly i think this is I, this is my guess okay is that in the comic books i think xavier might have known i cannot remember i really cannot remember okay but i do know that with legion xavier didn't know about david because hit what's you know David david's mom i'm blanking our name right now didn't ever tell him so in the comics like they're running around for like multiple issues of the new mutants right and then right. eventually xavier's like who is this person and she's like oh i couldn't tell you because it's your son right. and like so i think that's kind of like
0: it's sort of maybe a similar structure here. that they're doing here yeah but it's also weird because she doesn't ever actually explain the circumstances of proteus's conception which i think is because in the comics it's rape and and, and she doesn't want... She's a want... demon child. Well, I feel like that's also part of the horror story, at least in the comic version, where it's like, oh, this child is a product of rape and also they're a demon child who can't be controlled. Yeah. Like, there's like a lot of like stories that have that as like yeah. a theme where it's like, oh, this child that was created in horrific circumstances is also themselves somehow magically demonic, you know? But in this show... They like almost go there but like Can't quite get there so instead, it's It's a just, children's like, show they're not gonna go into like Collection of horror tropes But they're not quite all there so you just kind of Have to right. piece it together and be like I don't know so Anyway in response Xavier goes you Underestimate my feelings for you but then You always did and then he like That's Turns like, his always, chair thanks, around, Xavier, like, Xavier's okay. like there's like
1: this massive dude Like killing people like, Xavier's so taking the like, time like, To busy. slowly turn yeah. around his chair to turn His back on Moira <laughs> and it's like thanks Xavier and
0: then Moira goes I can Committed my life to mutant research to save my son. When you helped me, you helped him. Which is also a line where I was like, I feel like there's another sentence missing here. Like... What do you mean? Like, that I don't was know. what I don't know. Whatever. I want to know. I think no Moira is just not,
1: I think Moira purposely not giving Xavier all the information, which again is very similar to the Legion storyline.
0: It is, yeah. And so then Beast walks up to Proteus and he's like, We're no danger to you. And then Proteus just floats away on like this <laughs> grass hill that he's conjured uh, out of nowhere. He's like, but he's, he's like, like you know,
1: fucking Iceman, Silver yeah. Surfer skating. He, it's
0: like, it's like that Elsa thing, except he's doing it with like the actual earth or underneath his feet. He's like, floating Okay, by away the way, it.
1: Should we should have said this at the beginning of the episode, but this is definitely an episode that you should probably be stoned during oh, for
0: sure, but also <laughs> it would probably freak you
1: out 100%, especially this scene that we're about to go into. Because, yeah. like, Rogue goes to stop him and he's like, Hey, calm down. And, like, she, I, <laughs> so I don't understand creates this, a but a bunch
0: he, of little tiny rogues that attack the bigger rogue. It's and Rogue's crazy. just like,
1: What is happening? She's like, Get them off beast has to fight a giant beast which yeah, is funny it
0: is funny I wrote down I don't even know how to take notes okay. on this lol because like, I know okay just, but like, fucking... image is being shown
1: did there, oh, like the next scene where Xavier's chair just melts into a puddle of blood
0: yeah that was crazy maybe you shouldn't be I was like not this expecting you're gonna, like, this a nightmare. and then Moira while
1: that's happening Moira's like sinking into the ground and Xavier's like grab my hand I'll get you out and meanwhile Wolverine goes over and he's like alright I'm gonna fucking like stab this which dude which is
0: a terrible idea because then he starts getting like torn apart and like okay
1: Wolverine literally swirled. when you say torn apart Wolverine like literally is torn apart into like multiple pieces and like and, like,
0: Bubbles and like spheres and like floating pieces of And he's just screaming.
1: And then when he like comes back together, it's just Wolverine on the ground. and He's like straight up sobbing. Yeah.
0: And then Proteus is like, I'm going to go find my dad.
1: Bye. <laughs> <And then> that's, <laughs> that's the other that's episode. The end Everyone's
0: of like.
1: <laughs> I know, I and I I remember the beginning of part two. Spoilers, like it just opens with Wolverine still sobbing, and like wow. Rogue's like, "Uh, you want to talk about this?" And Logan's like, "No." and Logan's
0: <laughs> like, "I got turned into bubbles. It was fucked up. <laughs> I, I can't talk about." But it. I sent you
1: okay. I definitely sent you a picture yesterday. I was yes. like, "Here, here's because Storm and From shit the were comics. there too, and they were all like warped and shit." So. Yeah, you
0: showed me this cool picture of like Storm and, and Wolverine and everybody getting warped. Okay, you know what? We got to get into politics because this is like. One of the more political episodes we've watched in a while.
1: This is like probably the most political episode we've dealt with since I the. I know QR.
0: we've already covered a lot of it, but like, holy shit! No, we dude. can recap
1: though. It's there's so <laughs> much, and like, it's like I,
0: it's. Okay. okay, so
1: I I said this already, but this whole episode, there's a lot of very obvious, like, gay subtext going on with mutants. It's, and, like, barely uh,
0: even subtext. I mean, I feel like them going, him going to a bar is the first thing that he does and having it be a specifically the mutant bar that we're familiar with from previous episodes, like, as a mutant bar, especially, like, the callback to The Cure, where, yeah. like, that's the bar Rogue goes to. Rogue is another, ex- or the Rogue episode is another example of, like, this very gay subtext-heavy... App where mutants are trying to cure Themselves of what they perceive as a problem So like right. in this case Like a lot of it feels like kind of an AIDS Metaphor and like the idea of homosexuality Being like dangerous in some way or like Bad for you but I Don't know there's that part of it there's like The discovering some part of yourself That your parents don't want you to see There's like oh or like, or they Joan don't want Tattler you To be gay being a conservative politician Who's all about oh family my God. Values and he like
1: he's like nobody can Know that I have a gay child and also it's like, like
0: I'm abusive secretly and like yeah I know just a and thing the whole, <laughs> the
1: whole episode opens with Moira like forcing him to suppress like his, his powers. powers or his his gay feel, and it turns out to be like on an emotional level too because then later Kevin's like why won't you let me feel these things and whereas like it's too dangerous people will hate you so I'm trying to like make you seem like a normal person by 90 standards
0: too, because we haven't really seen an example of his powers like Hurting other people in a way that he can't control. Like, it seems like he has control over it. So then it's like, Moira's really the one at fault here for, like, raising him badly. (laughs) And, like, that's too bad. Because she's also dealing with her own trauma. Like, I get that she's an idiot in this episode, but it's also, like, we're learning a lot about Moira here. Like, she's apparently in an abusive relationship. She now has this child who has... Is, she's a straight person raising a queer kid, but also has her own trauma to deal with and, like, clearly is taking it out on her son in this fucked up yeah. way. But, like, that is some real shit, you know? But that is
1: some real shit, but also it seems like there's some sort of like, agreement between moira and joe where they're like right. we're, we have to keep him locked up where nobody and can has find to be a him
0: secret and like and how I'm much a politician. of that is joe controlling moira still on some level yeah and her I know. And so, him it's yeah and fucking
1: kevin also gets out What the first thing that kevin do when he does when he gets out he's like he wants to use his powers which is perceived as him like taking control of men yep. repeatedly and then going to gay bars and shit and like it's it's a lot like yeah and you know, there's also
0: like i mean this is such a cliche of like oh he didn't have a father figure in his life and so that's why he's like fucked up and like so and gay like, but it's very quiet, like yeah. he's he's embodying all of these different like avatars of masculinity like all the guys he's inhabiting like he inhabits like the sailor and then like this burly scottish guy in a kilt and then the last one he inhabits is the like teenage boy who's like on the run i don't know it's just yeah. interesting he like he could inhabit female characters but he doesn't for whatever no reason. he doesn't
1: and there's also like that kid that was running away and he didn't understand why Kevin didn't understand why the kid was being beat up by these dudes and right. it's like again it's like it's like oh we're gonna fucking beat up the mutant or we're gonna beat up the gay kid, beat kid up, and like, like the
0: guy that doesn't conform or whatever yeah it's it's interesting
1: it, and also there's a whole th- part where Kevin is like Going into people's houses and Just sitting there Like being like Is this what it feels like To be quote unquote Normal Right and like Have this
0: normal Family home And like sitting In that apartment By himself Like just at the living room I don't know It's this very haunting image Where it's like It's a very It's a really dark episode He has a broken home I don't know It's sad I mean I guess This is why Young goth Ryan Connected so much With this episode (laughs) Because you were like I'm evil And I'm Proteus (laughs) (laughs) I mean I guess I'll also say The other character he possesses his Banshee Which is sort of like Oh that's what I was Trying to say His okay, so, father figure Cause he's the guy Who's yeah. dating Moira now So
1: Right Anyway And like the, He's like the first character He takes out too
0: mm-hmm. And Banshee's gay i just kidding.
1: Well, Banshee is only gay for, like, Logan. Wolverine,
0: yeah. Anyway, I mean, you who know, this episode... Who isn't
1: gay for Wolverine is the real yeah, question. Yeah, I mean,
0: I guess we can talk about it in the who's gay section, but, like, this episode doesn't really have that aspect to it. It's, like, it's almost too literal for that, where it's, like, yeah. this is just a character who's presented as a queer character, but also a danger in some way. Right. But that's just what the whole episode is about. There's not, like, any fun relationship shit. I don't know. It's just that's the theme. Anyway,
1: it is the theme. Um, those
0: are the politics. Plus, there's the literal politics of like a politician being in the episode. But yeah,
1: I, I mean, well, we don't really know like much of what he's doing other than he's like apparently just President Trump being like, we're going to make Scotland great again. Yeah, and, like, although
0: he's the secretary of state instead of the prime minister. I looked up like what that is in scotland it's not i mean they have it apparently i was like i didn't know they had a secretary of state but they do i
1: mean neither did i like <laughs> why would we know that information i don't
0: know i'm sorry i don't know anything about how. somebody in scotland's, scotland's gonna works.
1: message us and be like excuse me you should have known and we've been like well sorry is Proteus there i mean like
0: honestly i'd love to hear from our scotland listeners let us know if there's a similar conservative uprising there how do you how do you all feel about brexit badly if you listen to this show
1: <laughs> i know so like basically basically a a lot of the politics in this is just like the very heavy-handed like this kid who's being hidden from the world because he's gay because his parents don't want to know and his parents what his parents is a politician and like also like what is essentially somebody who's very conservative and then the kid gets out and he's like finally like oh i could fuck everyone in town but then also it's like i don't have a father figure in my life and like why was i suppressed from feeling these things i mean that's the general thing that we're getting to here
0: yeah it's a classic set of tropes but it's still haunting and
1: i know ironically wolverine's not gay in this one but you know
0: well yeah that's true it's only because gambit's not there
1: (laughs) i know he's too busy sobbing on the ground and
0: cyclops isn't there there's no other like dudes in this episode. I
1: mean there's there's Beast. Okay, I do Oh wait, hold up, but I like can we just review for a second all the moments of this episode where Beast did not co-op poetry? Cause he just literally was like, What? What in the actual fuck on? is wrong with all of you? You know?
0: <laughs> it's enjoyable. You're right, Beast is there. Beast is manly. Beast
1: I think Beast is like one of my favorite parts of this episode because he he literally said that at one point, he just goes, What is what happening? What is happening? <laughs> literally, he's just like, What what? <laughs> what in the hell is happening it's
0: a great I sometimes
1: i really love beast as a character just because i've
0: grown to really like him on this show like a lot I, I mean i've grown
1: to like him in general because he's definitely a super nerd but also it's like when something like truly horrible happens he's just like i can't even believe this is happening like he's like or what he'll just the be hell? like what?
0: this reminds me of hamlet of and Moby everybody's Dick. like oh my god beast <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Like, fine, if you say so. Anyway, do we want to do Who's That X-Men for the first time in a while? Yeah. Yay. All right.
1: Who's that X-Men? It's Maddie. please uh, tell wait, me it's proteus wait, because I know. it is proteus but how funny would know. it be if like i was like we didn't have a mute of the day so i just did like a quick write-up of one of our lives and we're like maddie also known as like i don't know keytar the keytar <laughs> <I, laughs> cool <laughs> i don't even know what her name would do all right so anyway it, today it's uh it is proteus um and what we've learned is his name is Kevin McTag- McTaggart, Mc- M- McNugget. Kevin McDonald's. McNugget,
0: the delicious Kevin Scottish McDonald's.
1: boy. I know. Um, his <laughs> abilities include reality warping, body possession, and psionic energy composition, which I think also plays into the psychic whatever. I don't fucking care. Uh, he was created by Chris Claremont and Josh Byrne, which, I mean, John Byrne, which explains a lot. Um, he was written as one of the most strongest and deadliest mutants in the Marvel comics. Um, and so this, was, this is the real origin of the episode. It's gonna get fucked up quick, folks.
0: Yay! Uh,
1: so Moira was forced into an unhappy marriage with Joseph McTaggart. Kevin was conceived when Joseph beat the ever-living shit out of her and raped her. And then she didn't tell him about his son. So
0: that makes Joe more sense. doesn't even
1: know. Yes. And so Moira and Kevin lived in her mutant research center on Weird Island. Kevin began to manifest his powers and Moira wanted to keep it a secret. Moira described him as a mutant ex because he... They were like, oh, what mutants done there? She, she would just be like, oh, mutant X, but not telling people like it was her son. Mm-hmm. Kevin remained in his, his cell on Weir Island until a fight between the X-Men and Magneto accidentally set him free. Kevin wanted a more powerful host to sustain him, and he first went after Jean Grey in the Phoenix, but he was unable to come over that because who the fuck can fight the Phoenix? Like Nobody in the Marvel Universe can. Uh, and eventually he took up residence in one of multiple man's dupes. So like, already this is a much very different story. And then at that point, Kevin went from the name Mutant X to Proteus because it, right. I th- I think of the Greek god. So anyway, Proteus tried possessing Wolverine, but he couldn't do it because the metal and his, uh, or the metal of his adamantium like didn't, like it would create a problem when later on when Colossus went to go punch him the same thing happened and so like that's his weakness is metal which doesn't seem to be the case in this episode
0: yeah it's not maybe it's in the next one or are you I saying don't you don't even remember if it's i in don't one i don't
1: remember um proteus takes control of his father joseph to fight off the x-men at some point so he he does find his shitty father takes over him and then like basically kills him in this battle and Col- colossus manages to take out proteus by punching him because of like how he like I think it's something with the energy, like it's gets disrupted by the metal.
0: Okay, he- sure.
1: Yeah, he's unable to maintain his energy form. And it's and he just disperses and he's killed. He just like, blows up and goes across the world. And, and wow. the X Men and well, Moira presume kill
0: him on this show because basically nobody ever dies. No,
1: and the X Men and Moira assume he's dead or killed. But sometime after his death, Moira is like trying to clone him, and she's like, "We need to bring him back to life." And Banshee's the one who's like, "Fuck no!" no. <laughs> <laughs> and then then there's like another si- situation where Mister Sinister says sends somebody by Sienna Blaze. That's the character's name to steal DNA of. Proteus, but it doesn't work out. Which that's more believable, Mister Sinister, be like, I need to get that,
0: <laughs> yeah. and then
1: and then years went by. We didn't hear anything until after House of M. Prote- Proteus just came back into reality with the with the snap of Scarlet Witch there. Yeah. And then, you know, back to that again, Moira was like, we have to cure you! But right after House of M, there was that whole thing where trying to cure a mutant was a capital offense because there was only like 300 mutants left in the world. So trying to kill a mutant was like a really bad thing. And Magneto found this and he sent the, his sentinels because that was when Magneto had sentinels that he controlled to destroy Moira's lab on Muir Island and made her want a fugitive, fugitive and then released Kevin into the world to kill as many people as he pleased again. Uh, he became the infamous Scottish serial killer. Um, then after that, Proteus encounters the exiles and like leaves reality. And he just goes into the world of the exiles. If for those of you who don't know, the exiles are like characters who died or like are from alternate realities working together to like keep the time streams and realities, like keep the upkeep there, you know, dust some things off, take care of it, you know, like <laughs> sure. collect. Yeah. You know, th- And it's like always like a weird mishmash of characters. Um, so he goes there. Uh, And Proteus, like, at one point takes over Mimic's body and then he comes out of Mimic's body and he's like, I have feelings for Blink, but he can't tell if it's him or Mimic's, like, identity that's saying that. Uh, And at one point, Blink tricks Proteus into wearing a portable behavior modification system, which, don't ask what the fuck that is, which basically brainwashes him and tricks him to thinking that he's actually Morph while he's in Morph's body. But Morph is, like, not able to do anything because he's, like, underneath like Kevin's psyche. So it's still Kevin, but Kevin thinking his real identity is Morph. Wow. And Morph just has to watch that. Oof. I know. And also Morph's body also makes Proteus immune to metal. Um but then at one point when Proteus is fighting the adversary, uh he's about to be crushed and Morph from inside gives Proteus like a pep talk and he's like, "Actually, I could have taken over you at any point in time. But I just let you live inside my body because I figured you could figure out your shit if you do that. Uh and I could have I could have ejected you at any point in time." So, like, Morph and Proteus just decide to, like, live inside this body together and they, like, work things out. Which is, like, kind of weird and, like, gay, but whatever. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that's cool. Uh,
1: so then, so then like, like that's where he stays that the Exiles until eventually Proteus wants to be resurrected. It's a real ro- world during the events of Necrotia, which is when Black Queen, or I should say Celine, was just resurrect- resurrecting all the dead characters. And that's why all the dead characters came back for a period of time. Um, and resurrected destiny who was also there and so fucking like destiny's back to life of proteus took over destiny's body and was fucking like sending off fake premonitions which you know the x-men's member blindfold saw and she's like there's gonna be a threat and we're island so the x-men all went there but it was just like a trap that proteus headset so he could just like no i've learned how to put, possess multiple x-men at one time it's so like that crazy shit happens and so while he's in blindfolds body this is why we magneto is working for the x-men again magneto just like takes fucking like blindfold slash proteus up into the sky high enough where he can't breathe but can't die but it is it enough to distract him long enough for magneto to disrupt like the electromagnetic whatever bullshit it is and like dispers- disperses the energy all over earth again uh and then the last time we see him really and this honestly i was reading about this i don't know if this actually happened but like i i don't know this comic so i i don't know this is the only this is the only fact i don't know so somebody could correct me if i'm incredibly wrong but something about like the shadow king finding proteus's energy on the astral plane and like uses that to attack xavier and then like like spreads proteus around like a fucking psychic infection or something i don't Mm. even know and like I don't even know, and somehow the X Men beat him. I don't know. I don't even know that plot. So I'm just letting you know that that is a potential that's the plot. Final line.
0: thing that happens?
1: Yeah, that's the last thing we time we saw him. But I don't know anything but about it's like that story.
0: Probably, is it from that time period when you weren't reading as many X Men comics? No, like it was 2000? like super
1: recent. I think I just like skimmed oh, over. You just it. I think.
0: It? Yeah. Well, all
1: right. Well, I don't know. It's like it was pretty recent, and I think it may. I don't remember if that's how like. Betsy went back to her original body. I really cannot remember. Somebody's going to be like, no, that's not how it happened. But honestly, there was like, two months well,
0: you know what if somebody feels that way they can write into the mutant ages at gmail.com they can. and they let can. us know and we but will let read me your let email me explain to air. you i just
1: didn't even like catch up when i moved last year and that's around the time this comic came out so like when i was moving i just didn't read comics for two months because there was just too much shit going for on two
0: whole months you didn't read comics you missed I everything ryan i could have also it. i could have
1: also like <laughs> caught up and I just was like, no, I'm just gonna keep reading for it. Cause honestly it's just easier because there's so many fucking titles. Easier, especially
0: with two months, it's like fuck it. I don't know. I mean it's me. I'm always just like picking random storylines and being like, I'll read this entire storyline. It's yeah. like it's the only fucking way to read comics because otherwise it's confusing and crazy. And also like I- I it's know.
1: been like I don't know. I'm like two weeks behind which is unusual and I'm already like that's too long. So imagine like two months for me. Sorry guys. I
0: mean that <laughs> is a long time, especially if you read a lot of comics. Anyway yeah. Do we want to rate the episode? I don't even know We have to we talk about anymore. who's gay First of all Okay which... We can talk about who's gay The x
1: gonna say normally on our who's gay section we talk about who's insinuated as gay like we're like logan and cyclops fucked in the background but this one it's like straight up i think kevin actually is gay like i think he is a gay canonical character like i don't think like i think he's gay and also mutant
0: yeah it's just interesting there's that there's also the fact that xavier seems kind of gay which is a more more of right. a classic example that we have. okay use. but that's funny because
1: he's just like i love you moira you I lady love
0: women and i love this nurse and women a lot and it's like I mean, okay also, dude
1: you know what also moira like i'm sorry but like your your men of choice so far have been like a gay dude and an abusive asshole. Like I don't know, maybe we Moira should teach you how to, to go on dates. Like
0: it's like very like heal or heal thyself. Like go to therapy. Like love yourself more. Like, yeah, I guess I like honestly, know. if she
1: was with Xavier, she was probably like, yeah, I'm gonna try and help him too because he's also an asshole. I don't know. She's gonna stop dating he assholes, but has, honestly, like,
0: a thing for abusive assholes. But you know what? We've all been there. Okay, yeah, we've okay, all been yeah, there, Moira. Yeah. Like we know, love we know how yourself. it feels. <laughs>
1: You know, like, put on the sexy bondage outfit from the Shadow King. You'll, like, <laughs> definitely.
0: <laughs> and then, you know, realize that you need some more self-confidence and all so you could do way fucking better than Xavier. Actually, though, Banshee's pretty chill. I know they're, like, not actually together in the comics, but in this show, like, that's okay for her. That's, like, an okay pairing for her. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I like that, too. Uh, Banshee is fucking terrifying in the comics right now, by the way, because he's just, like, a zombie that runs around and screams, and they just, like, never fix that. <laughs>
0: Well in this show He's like dead now what, I mean he may as well Be dead? a
1: zombie at this point he I is, don't know He's
0: in a coma From Moira's son So I This mean, is maybe the most We've seen Banshee In anything now,
1: well? Like Banshee Just doesn't come back In like any of the other Like cartoons That aren't X-Men The animated series This is like but he's a, here a lot on this show, right? Like,
0: he is like and I babe. think it's because of the comics they chose to adapt. Like, if they hadn't wanted to do the Tom Cassidy plot line and stuff like that, I don't think they would have brought Banshee in at all. But they just oh, that's a good point. They wanted to do that specific But they were like, line, so we were need like, to make sure that yes, Juggernaut we need Banshee. has. they were like, know.
1: Juggernaut's boyfriend needs to be here. So I guess we have to add Banshee also. And then he could date Wolverine.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. It's just interesting. I feel like that's how they've ended up doing a lot of, like, weird character introductions is by just having read certain comics from the 70s and 80s and being like, well, this character's in here, and I don't know. Let's add them in. It's weird. But can
1: we talk about the fact that Banshee just stands around in his costume all the time? And he wears a ridiculous costume. Like, they showed up to the lab, he and he's like just standing Aquaman. there. like
0: Aquaman. Like, he has such a bright yellow, Or, like,
1: like I don't everything. know. He kind of, like, his... The way that his, like, little wing things are designed are kind of like the the sorceress and he-man a little bit where it's just like a little
0: bit yeah yeah
1: uh we can rate this i i it's not i i know that i amp it up but being like as an episode that i really like which is true i think like it's stands strong
0: aspects for sure i
1: think it's like a really interesting story
0: i agree i think it has a lot of promise but The main thing I didn't like about it is that really long flashback chunk in the middle. I just felt like it was really clumsy. (laughs) I don't know how else you would do that, honestly, but it was just a little too long. And also the fact that they're adapting a comic book that is so much darker and having to like smooth off some of those edges. I know it's an interesting choice. I feel like there's some things missing from the episode, which isn't necessarily bad, but. I have
1: to wonder if season five. Season five is just such random bullshit. It's like they just covered all the major plot lines that existed in the X-Men universe, period, I feel like, and they're like, All right, now we're gonna make shit up, but like we're still in the this is like from the comic book somewhere.
0: Right. I'll give it a three point five. I i don't know if it's quite a four for me, but I, I liked it more than a 3. I was gonna
1: say a three, but like I liked it more than three, but I don't like it bunch bunch of four, so I'm also on the three point five out of five X's. Cool. So,
0: it's like, we it's, agree it's, yeah
1: it's like there's some good stuff like the spooky music's really good the imagery is really cool yeah. the story itself is like while fucked up and dark still an interesting and and dark story and one that we haven't really seen be told in this extent um yet. yeah yeah there hasn't with been the mutant. like a
0: child mutant who has or this like somebody who's like yet. being
1: like forced not to come out like it's a lot so I'm not saying, I'm not saying I enjoy this episode because I'm like, ha, yeah, this stuff makes me happy. No, it's like, it's, it's like,
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it when children suffer and I love it when Wolverine (laughs) gets turned into bubbles. I love it and I hope everyone dies.
1: I mean, I do like when Wolverine cries, but we've talked about that on the show. I mean, that
0: is pretty great. It's an important part of the show that Wolverine cries. It is great. Yeah, it was reader mail.
1: Uh, We don't have any this time. So Darn. you all should be writing into us right now. But you know what it is? We just released we an just episode. Got an like episode
0: two Sometimes days Whenever ago. we like get ahead on recording episodes, we end up without reader mail. So if you wrote <laughs> in a reader mail, just wait until next time. We'll totally get to it. We we love reading reader mail. On yeah, the show. we're actually
1: recording e- early right now. Maddie's about to go off to E three, and yeah, well, I'll still be here. This
0: episode won't come out until after E three. And you know what, Ryan? I'm going to be seeing that new Avengers game at E three and writing about it for Kotaku and that's very exciting to me I don't, and to you. I don't
1: know. Okay, so are you talking about Avengers game or Ultimate Alliance?
0: I'm talking about the new Avengers game that Crystal Dynamics is making. The people who made the reboot of Tomb Raider, they're making uh, an Avengers game. Oh,
1: yeah, that's right. I heard about it's gonna that. It's be but they freaking
0: didn't... sick. I actually don't know that. I just hope it is.
1: They didn't show like anything from it, <laughs> though. so They haven't shown have...
0: anything yet, but there's gonna be like, a trailer and I'm gonna get to see some gameplay, I think. Uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know if the X-Men are gonna be involved or not, but... Maybe we'll eventually play it on our Let's Play channel, our YouTube channel for The Mutant well, Ages, someday. We'll yeah, play that where, game. Because we'll Maybe. also play the
1: Ultimate Alliance games, and there's a new Ultimate yeah, Alliance coming up, which does have the X-Men in there. So
0: Yes. If there are X-Men, we will play it. Yeah.
1: On our YouTube channel, The Mutant Ages. Right now, we're playing through Ravages, uh, Ravages, of, the Ravages the of the Apocalypse, which is a quake conversion game, um, yeah. and we're just shooting all the X-Men, which is kind of weird and fucked up, but I guess they're just clones, so... And it's Mr really sinister funny clones. because
0: we're not that good at it, but you know, we we make funny mistakes. We have a good, we have a good we time. We install cheats. Just kidding. We would never cheat. And no, it's, but we're it's making our way time. through
1: every X Men game, and we also post other things up there, including like old uh, X Men parodies we made as kids, and then also like yeah. X Men parodies that we make now. And some we put up some like little videos. I think last week I took something from X Men Three, the episode that we did, and right, we were talking yeah. about. Try, we were talking about mashing it together with the Final Fantasy VIII opening, and I did that. So that's up there, too. And you can find that all at the Mutant Ages. And if you go subscribe there, that would be super awesome. You know
0: what would also be awesome? Would be if you Cake. can kick us a buck or two on our Patreon, which we also have. And we do bonus episodes on there about like other movies, Marvel movies, and just other miscellaneous nerdy movies. So... Yeah, and we do. We post videos
1: there. there too. If everybody donated us a dollar on our Patreon, it would go a long way because we're a completely fan-supported podcast. So you can find that at Patreon slash The Mutant Ages.
0: There's never a bad time to back our Patreon, but now is a particularly fun one because Ryan and I are going to put out a Patreon-only episode with our reactions to that Dark Phoenix movie. You know, the one that we talk about on this show all the time and we're dreading seeing well that's gonna happen um there's also a backlog of episodes about stuff like deadpool 2 and captain marvel and all kinds of stuff so yeah it's definitely worth supporting if you can afford to
1: and you can find me in ages everywhere you can find it on twitter you can find it on instagram you can find it on tumblr hello mm-hmm. A
0: we're facebook. also individually on twitter i'm at Mitty myers
1: i am at ryan pagella and if you've please 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 if you have facebook go follow us there because uh i think i recently made that page and it's got like 50 followers and i'm like that's oh, and, not like, how many people many listen to the show because like i look at the soundcloud and it's like way more than that so please go like our facebook page um finally uh go to Um, iTunes, or SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to our show, and please give us a rating. If you don't want to write anything, that's totally fine, but if you give us a five-star review, or a four-star, or a one-star, it just increases our visibility, so that would be super awesome.
0: Yeah, that's how people find the show. You could also recommend it to your friends. Anyway, that's more than enough plugs, in my opinion.
1: Well, there could be some butt plugs, but...
0: Well, that's for later, when Wolverine finally calls you. But until then, we'll see you next time! Maybe he already has.
1: You don't know.